Get out of here with them weak weak ass shoes, yo. Welcome, Balls Deep fam, to another episode of Balls Deep with Devin and Jovan. You already know this is where we dive balls deep in the hottest stories in sports. In today's episode, well, before we get started, make sure to like, follow, and subscribe if, if, you, if you haven't already. Uh, and if you're tuning in via audio, uh, please download. It helps us, you know, grow as a family, as a community. And if you're tuning in, Via video, share this motherfucker. You already, you already know. You already know. So if you enjoy this content, share it with others, and ho- hopefully they enjoy it as well. Um, but let's get started on today's episode. We're going to be talking about, you know, combat sports. We're gonna be talking about a little bit of UFC, a little bit of boxing. Uh, we're gonna dibble and dabble, you know. And talk talk a little bit of a little bit of sports today, uh, but I don't know if you guys have tuned in, but the Ultimate Fighter has returned. Uh, so it's the, the season; they, they're calling it the return of, of the Ultimate Fighter. So just a heads up if you haven't watched it. Spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> um, but the so thus far, there's been two episodes. So, before we get into each and every episode, obviously we're going to glimpse over because we have more topics. But, before we get started, Jovan, what have you thought of both episodes as, you know, just an entirety, like the entirety of the show thus far? Um, It's pretty, I mean, it's good so far. Um, It started very, it's, it has started very fast, Um, obviously. But... I mean, it's good. I mean, so far, so far, it hasn't been disappointing. It's got a little bit of a different feel um, so far than a lot of the other ones. I feel like we've kind of gone straight into like learning about the fighters and then seeing a few fights uh, in each well, one fight each episode. But, you know, I feel like most part of the episode is taken up by learning about the fighters and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like as we get into the season, obviously, and um, as we get to know the fighters, I feel like we'll get to see a lot more of the, you know, training going on behind the scenes, a lot more of the, you know, in-house um, scenes, like when, when they're home and they're in the house yeah. and, and things like that. We'll get to see more of that angle. But so far, it's pretty good. I feel like they've jumped right into the fighting aspect of the things. And uh, it's definitely it's it's definitely uh, fun to watch. So uh, I'm excited for the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, thus far, both episodes have been very nostalgic. And when I when I mean nostalgic, the tough enough or not tough enough, uh, <laughs> the Ultimate Fighter hasn't been around. I think the last episode, the last season was 2018. Uh, so just to have it again, it's you know, it, it, it's a good feeling to to have this kind of this sort of a uh, you know show. You you, uh, you can say to have it around. It's bittersweet. Then you were mentioning, you know, there's a different feel to it. I think it just they took what they had and just modernized it. Like there's not much of a difference uh, of what they used to have and now. It's just obviously they have a new, you know, facility that was dope. Um, 
and and things of that nature. And it, it seems like they're taking it. They're taking more of a serious note. Like obviously, we see the glimpse of when they're in the house, but not as much as you know. Yeah. We were talking about it the other day about the the scene where you know they're in the house. He was like, "Dude, I want to bang." <laughs> I want to bang. I want to bang, bro. Let me bang. So I, I don't think we're gonna get as much of those, you know, scenes this season. Obviously, it's only two seasons in. I mean, two episodes in. So it might, I might be speaking too soon. But it, from just what we've got from the first two episodes, it doesn't seem like we'll get much of that drama. Um, so it t- seems like they're taking more of a serious note on that. But as a result. Like you mentioned, we've seen more of the coaching aspect and the behind, like the training, uh, which which I find dope to kind of just get you know, uh, not behind the scenes because we're not behind the scenes, but just a closer look at how how these guys train uh, to prepare for fights and things like that. So I, I I'm happy it's back. Um, for those that don't know, uh, the coaches are Volkanovski and Ortega, and this is just gonna lead up to their fight. The championship fight that was postponed, but I think both having such high caliber coaches at that, I think is dope. Um, I've I've been you know an Ortega fan since the start of the season. Uh, I mean, me and you both picked Ortega to win the Volkanovski fight back when it was supposed to first go go around. So I think the more I watch this show, the more I like Brian Ortega <laughs> that much more as a, not only a fighter but a person. Like the dude is just cool as fuck. No, yeah, I like Brian Ortega. I've always liked him. Um I always like Brian Ortega, but um especially I feel like after we get to see a glimpse of what he can do after after the Holloway loss, I feel like uh my my uh you know appreciation for him as a fighter kind of grew tenfold because um i don't know like a lot of guys you know you see a lot of guys say that they want to after they lose a fight like that against uh, you know such a great champion like holloway uh they say that they want to come back and um you know be better than they were before and we don't always get to see it but or even when we do get to see it you know the leap isn't the leap isn't as you know as uh, obvious as I feel like it was with Ortega, I mean, you could see the difference in uh, how good of how much better he got as a fighter uh, just over just like I said, just over the course of uh, one loss. So yeah. um, that made me appreciate him more as a fighter, make him, made me even more of a, a even, you know, an even bigger fan. Uh, but also, uh, I mean, just his coaching style, I mean. He seems to have a really good coaching style thus far. Not that Volkanovski doesn't, um, but clearly something's working. I mean, um, he had the underdog fight. I mean, I don't know if we're going to get into the episodes or not yet. You can touch. But, I, I mean, you can you can dive into the details. We'll touch on that's each one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was very noticeable. He had the underdog fighter in the in the second fight, and you know, um, he. Ended up coming out with the W. So I mean, you you can see it. Uh, the coaching styles are definitely different. Um, but I feel like uh, I feel like the way uh, you know Ortega coaches it it kind of it, it it like it's easier for his for his fighters. I feel like he makes it easier for his fighters to kind of uh, understand and kind of obtain that information. 
because he, he he seems like he's able to adapt to different coaching styles for different personalities. I feel like, and I feel like that's what I feel like good. his coaching style favors the show. Uh, like a, a, as yes. a coach, for example, like it favors. So if he continues down this path, it's only going to favor him to win the show. Uh, but I had mentioned to you after episode one, before I think before or while you were watching it, that I think Ortega is a, a better fit to be a coach. Um, and yeah. it was just I, that one scene where he wasn't in particularly coaching one fighter, but he was coaching everybody. And he was trying to teach them one part of the game. Uh, and he basically said, I, I could feed you the whole pizza or I can cut it into slices and, you know, and feed you slice by slice. And I, I think that that is probably the best strategy you could possibly take, especially with, with these fighters. Although they're professional fighters, they're inexperienced for the most part. And they yeah. they never, a lot of them haven't trained to, you know, with high-level coaches and, and, and fighters and things of that nature. So to be able to pick his brain at at this level. And then with, with the Ultimate Fighter, the turnaround between, you know, training and fighting is a lot shorter than the typical fight. Like, you probably got like a yeah. week to train for your fight once your fight is announced. So, uh, I think that's the best strategy because, but it also seems like Ortega is more prepared. He came more prepared into the Ultimate Fighter uh, from what we've seen. I, I've watched the after, the after tough uh, shows. I don't know if you have, but yeah, after the second one, he talks about how he feels like he was more prepared in the first episode because Volkanovski was still looking at the paper and he was just going based off of what he's seen that given day. Whereas Ortega, once he got the names, he said he Googled all of them. He watched film. He knew he wrote down their strengths and their weaknesses. And then once he got in front of them, he, they already had a set of questions to ask them. Like yeah. individually. Well, no, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent on that because I feel like, um, I mean, you can see it as you're watching the episode, like, um, like when they're going over game plans for their fighters, these last two fights, Ortega, it seems like Ortega kind of has a game plan in which he wants his fighters to follow. Um, more so, like, he kind of goes after the opponent's weaknesses. Like, he kind of already knows what guys are good at and got, what guys aren't good at. And that, that kind of shows you that he kind of did his homework. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, so far he's come up with two flawless game plans for his fighters um, to kind of, you know, go out there and win those fights. And that's why they did win those fights. Obviously, uh, the second one didn't go exactly yeah, as planned. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It didn't go exactly as planned, but he wasn't wrong in his assessment and saying, you know, how Ludovic could have came out and beat and beat him. I mean, he won, so... And Ludovic... Yeah, Ludovic did come go out there and win. It, it just wasn't in the way that... Um, that kind of Ortega kind of anticipated, yeah. but that was also due in part to the fact that, um, you know, Mitch is a more experienced uh, fighter. Dude, uh, dude is really good. Yeah. He's flawless. Yeah. He's probably the best. Well, they were saying he's probably the, you know, the best fighter there. Obviously he lost, but they were saying he's probably the best fighter. There's so the reason he was the first pick out of everybody. Um, but also like, like I said, I mean, he, he was the better striker. So it was really hard for Ludwig to kind of go, uh, with, Ortega's game plan in general, but also, like I said, I mean, 
it, it still worked. Yeah. He did exactly what he had to do. His striking isn't there. He's got to work on it, but he was able to take the guy down, and that was that was exactly what Ortega wanted him to do was keep pressure on, keep pressure on. You know what I mean? So, so the second fight I, we were talking before the recording, the the second fight, so in episode two, the fight in episode two was more competitive and more interesting than the first fight. The first fight seemed, you know, more one sided than not. Uh, and it ended in the first round, so well, so yeah. it, it was it was pretty obvious. If you're, it was more of a, the number one pick on one team versus like the last pick or most the most inexperienced guy in the house. Whereas this one, there's a a dude that fucking wrestled in the nationals uh, for his country versus a dude that was five and zero professionally and six and zero amateurly, and he and he trained with. You have, he trains with UFC guys like Rob Font and uh, Cater. So this fight was interesting. I didn't know which side to go, which side it was going to leaning. I I I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for Ludwig because he is he was the underdog, and also I'm Team Ortega, so I was rooting for the guy. But Mitch is from Mass, so it's close to Connecticut, so I was hoping for his success. And he came out and he looked flawless. Like the dude, it looks he kind of looked he looked kind of scary and and. Uh, in round one because Ludwig and stuff like that. But what Ludwig did in, in for the rest of the fight, or especially in round two, he made adjustments. He he calculated what he uh, did wrong and what Mitch did uh, frequently in round one and made adjustments in round two because he was unable to take him down in round one. But round two, he was just being persistent and persistent, and that's how he got him. Like he took him down, and then when it come round three, he already had him tired. Even though Mitch still had a lot of endurance, and he was still still able to counter, uh, and end up taking the back at some point, it just wasn't enough because Ludwig was just persistent and made sure to to you know control the fight and the pace of the fight. The only issue with me, I don't know if Ludwig. I feel like what Ludwig needs to change going forward if he wants to succeed in this show, when he does a takedown, yes, he took him down and he had control, but he was almost like holding him there. He wasn't really doing anything because uh, the punches that he did throw uh, on the ground weren't really facing him. So I just say he has to do more when he's on the ground besides just, you know, kind of hold him there. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and it's funny that you what you said earlier about the one, number one one of the best fighters to the last fighter because actually this fight uh, on the second episode Ludwig versus Mitch I believe was actually the number one pick against the last pick of the uh, no, no, no sure it, it, it wasn't was, him it was it was oh, Ludwig okay, okay. yeah I, was say, <laughs> I, I almost thought that uh, it was the first first guy against the last guy but um but no when I when I kind of that, saw Cameron, Cameron was oh, okay. the last guy. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so, so when I watch this, oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 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 oh. So when I when I watched this last fight, um, what what was what kind of when I immediately saw the matchup, it kind of already stood out. I was like, I kind of felt an upset coming as weird as it sounds like I almost kind of uh, felt like Ludwig was going to come out and surprise some people, especially after I found out he had like that wrestling background. 
Uh, although, like, seeing Mitch come in uh, immediately, like, he definitely surprised me because, um, obviously, like, they were saying, like, how he seemed like he was a clear-cut best fighter. Um, obviously, he has, like, a decent amount of experience. I won't say he has the most experience in the house because I'm pretty sure there's a guy who's, like, 13-2 and two or something I, like that. I mean, that. Ludwig was 9-1-1 going into the fight. So yeah, he had, exactly. He had more now, he's 9-1-1, one and, one, and then this there was another guy in the house who's 13 and, like, something, like two or something like that. So I won't say he has the most experience, but he seems like he's the most uh, – um, he seems like he's the the best talent at least thus far. Yeah. Um. So, but I was very surprised even then to see how well he was as a striker. But I also thought that think that's due in fact to the fact like he was fighting a wrestler, so it looked that way. Um. But also, I feel like he had you know good coaching too because we're talking about how good a coach Ortega is. But at the same time, um, exactly what Vulcan, um, you know, Ludwig decided I. got to take him down and i and you know and even then like when he was taking him down even when he was getting takedowns his defense was really good um so credit to mitch on that too like his defense his takedown defense was really good and like his defense while on the ground was really good because um as much as ludwig kind of controlled controlled the narrative of the fight in the second half yeah. with taking him down um it still was very it still felt very close because Mitch was constantly working on getting out and he never even though he had top uh Ludwig had top position a lot Mitch never really gave him like a full amount he never gave him any opportunities to really work so um I do think Ludwig does have to work on like you said kind of getting in better work on the ground as well but I also got to give credit to Mitch because I feel like that was a lot of that was doing sure. parts of the fact that he was just making it tough for him um, but I, I I'd think, also like to see Ludwig work on those hands too, because yeah. he was just he was just getting opened I, up. I feel like he was confused because I mean? he kept just going like this, like because he was like Mitch was backing up and obviously avoiding his pressure, and he kind of wanted to bang like toe yeah. to toe, and obviously that's not the smart move, but that's what he kind of envisioned was going to happen. So he was well, he was like, "Why? Are you, what are you doing? Like, why are you not in fighting?" A, in a in a way, though, because even I feel like that's partially true. But at the same time, because he did, he did, he kept putting like his hands like this, like, come on, like, why are you backing up? But at the same time, even when Mitch would kind of be against the cage, it almost seemed like Ludwig was kind of uh, hesitant to kind of get in the pocket and, and, and fight. So he was kind of going like this as if he wanted to fight. But then when he was getting there, he didn't well, want to get in that pocket. Regardless, I think Mi he knew. Mitch was just too quick because he would counter. And then next thing you know, yeah. Ludwig is trying to swing back and Mitch is already out of the picture. And so he's and hitting that's what air. I'm yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think, I think he kind of knew that he was going to get out striking. Uh, because even, like I said, even he had those opportunities to kind of come in and, and be aggressive when he was backing him up against the cage and stuff like that, or not against the cage, but closer towards the cage and kind of cutting him off. He didn't seem like he wanted, he wanted to strike. Yeah. Um, it seemed like he was more so doing it to get a pressure and get him up against the cage and get that takedown, which he did a few times. And, you know, obviously it worked out for him yeah. better because he won the fight. But, um, yeah, I don't think he wanted to, at, at a certain point, kind of get in those exchanges with Mitch. I think he knew he was going to get out striking. So, so before we move on, I just want to make this statement and you, let you, you know, reply should, should you want to. But I, I honestly think Mitch 
even if he doesn't win the show, I'm expecting to see him in the UFC fairly soon. The dude is talented. Like, yes, he lost, but the dude is a stud. And I, I honestly think he'll have another opportunity in the show to prove himself. Uh, because, the, as you guys know, if you've watched the show before, if they're, they lose, they're technically eliminated from the tournament. But they stay in the house and still train. Uh, and if these guys, like, should someone get injured, the people that had have lost can then step up and take their place, uh, and and uh, and fight. So I think he'll eventually have another opportunity to prove himself. But should he not, or should he still lose? I still expect him to be in the show, uh, or in the UFC fairly soon. The dude already is training with UFC talent. He's We've seen what he can do in just one fight, and that's not even everything he can possibly do. And the dude just looks, you know, I don't know, like a UFC fighter. <laughs> no, yeah, he looks like a very raw talent. Like, he can he can definitely become something. I, I completely agree. I mean, like I said, we kind of saw why he was the first pick for a reason. Even though he lost that fight, um, you know, credits to Ludwig. He, he fought really hard in those last two rounds to, to, to squeak out that win. Um but even then, like you said, he was, he, you know, he took him to the ground. And Mitch, even at one point, got, you know, reversed it and took his back, almost, you know, choked him out. Yeah. So, but then, obviously, it got reversed back, and, you know, Ludwig was on his back again. So, it did change a lot. Yeah. But at the same time, both guys were working. Uh, Mitch definitely seemed like the more talented fighter, he, although Ludwig, you know, like he was, like I said, like we said, he was able to squeak out that win. Mitch definitely looked like the better fighter. He looks like a more raw talent, like he has a higher ceiling. So I completely agree. I mean, at some point, I feel like he'll get another opportunity. I feel like a lot of these guys, like, whether or not you win this this show, there's so much opportunity. Um, like, there's more more ways than one, I feel like, for them to kind of make a name for themselves. You know what I mean? And yeah. I know that Dana White, you know how Dana White is when it comes to seeing talent. Um, regardless of how you do it, if you impress him, if you show him that, you know, you want to fucking fight, uh, he he likes people like that, so uh, I definitely think I don't think Mitch will uh, slip out of the fingers of the UFC. I think at some point, I agree, we'll definitely see him. So our episode three is next Tuesday at nine o'clock on ESPN Plus. So tune in if you guys haven't uh, already, and and prepare for episode three because episode three, my guy Trey Sean Gore. Uh, he has a touching mm-hmm. story, so uh, they mention it in the after fight and kind of give you a preview to uh, episode three. And he's fighting Ryder... What's his last name? Ryder... Uh, Newman. Ryder Newman. So what? So interesting about this fight. So Ryder Newman is his best friend in the house or even his training partner is on Trajan's team. He's on Team Ortega. And I think he's training... Trajan, so uh, we'll see if he, he'll give up, you know, Ryder's weaknesses and kind of give him pointers on how to beat Ryder, or will he just, you know, be his sparring partner and just not say anything? So we'll see. Tune in and find out next next week. But to move forward, I'm excited for that episode. Me too. I'm I'm t- I'm re- I'm rooting for Trajan to win the whole thing. And so, so yeah. well, I'm rooting for him because uh, when Ortega was asking him questions, he was like, "I forget what he, he said." Asked, he asked him, he "What does like, uh, he like to do as a fighter?" 
<laughs> or something like, like that. I like fucking people up or something like that. Uh, he, uh. So that, that's that's funny because he's three zero as a professional. So he, and I think he's has he's finished every single one, whether it's submission or knockout. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna see a knockout or a submission this time around because Ryder is a I think a Olympic wrestler. So uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good fight. But to move forward uh, this weekend. Uh, Clarissa Shields makes her de- MMA debut, so it's short and sweet. How do you do? You think she's gonna be able to make that transition uh, into the UFC from boxing, and how do you think she she'll you know fare in the octagon? Um, I think she I think she will. Um, I think she, I think she'll feel fare uh, really well. I think she'll uh, debut very well. I'm not saying she's gonna go out there and win. Um, but I think she's capable. I think she's more than capable. Because um, not only is she, you know, a world-class athlete, she's one of the, you know, best boxers in the world, um, but she, she, she's just a great athlete. Uh, so the transition shouldn't be hard for her. Um, she seems like a very hard worker. Um, and she, not only that, but she's very motivated. And she, she's even said herself, I mean, there's people like Holly Holm that have, you know, went from boxing uh, which is a completely different martial art, and came in and it was a world champion. Beat, you know, Goliath basically. I mean, beat probably one of the, you know, best uh, UFC fighters we've ever seen. You know what I mean? Up until we started, you know, getting more people like Amanda Nunes and Valentina Shevchenko, who ultimately I think are better fighters than Ronda Rousey ever really was. However, at the time, uh, she, you know, defeating like I said, like, Goliath. She's, she's like, the first she, woman uh, superstar. In the UFC. Yes, of course. Exactly. I mean, she's, she's you know, she was an anomaly at the point. But like I said, there are better fighters now. However, it still wasn't no easy task. And, you know, Holly Holm was capable of doing it. I have no doubt in my mind yeah. Clarissa Sheldes is capable of doing it, especially considering uh, she has been training with uh, the likes of, you know, uh, Karate Hottie. And um, she's she's been training with Karate Hottie. She's been training with Holly Holm as well, who I believe is – um, on the same team is her trainer. Yeah. yeah, she's on the same team. Who is also on the same team as Karate Hadi. They very frequently train with John Jones, who they're, we they're don't have to gym. really discuss. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to discuss who he is. We all know he's you know probably the greatest of all time. So she has a great team behind her. Um, she's very motivated. She's a world class athlete. Uh, so I have no doubt in my mind that she can succeed in the UFC, um, and I'm excited to watch it. You know, yeah. you know, I'm I'm curious to see if she can really make some noise. Uh, because, like I said, I have no doubt in my my mind she could succeed, um, win some fights. But I'm I'm curious. I'm definitely curious to see how far she can take it. I definitely it definitely would be exciting to see her maybe make a nice yeah. run at like an actual championship fight, maybe at some. Yeah. Point. So she's so uh, she's not fighting yeah. in the UFC. She's uh. She, but I'm interested to see should she perform well, will it lead to a UFC contract? But exactly, but exactly. the difference between her her transition and Holly Holmes' transition. Holly Holmes retired from boxing, and then went to MMA, and that that became her career. Clarissa Shields is still a professional boxer. Like she's not, she didn't retire. What she basically is doing is on her when she's not training for. MMA, or when she's not training, when she doesn't have a fight schedule, then she's not training boxing. She's training MMA, like she, she, she. So, so she's you know making that switch. 
from MMA to boxing. So I'm interested to see how that works. Um, Chael Sonnen, he seems to doubt her. And not saying that she's not a world-class athlete, but saying like he doubts that transition because, yes, she's a... a a, she's the greatest boxer we've ever seen, and a uh, women's boxer at that. Uh, so she's she's the greatest women's boxer that we've ever seen. But he was basically saying in, in mixed martial arts, boxing is the least. Uh, uh, what, what what is it? So it's it's the least used out amongst all the other. You know, uh, what is it like jujitsu and 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 what what are those things called? Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I forgot. Brain fart. You, you so like about? a fighter is is a jiu-jitsu fighter. There's a uh, karate kick kickboxer. With some martial art, the different arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, okay, so amongst the different arts, boxing is in in the UFC or mixed martial arts in itself. Like boxing is like on the lower end. Uh, when like being used in the octagon, which this come from him. I'm just telling you what he said. I disagree. I mean, I think whoever's fighting her would be stupid to, you know, try to strike with her at that. Uh, just because her hands are ridiculous. If you're going to strike with her, then you better throw some kicks. But I say try to challenge her, especially in her first fight. Try to take her to the ground and things of that nature. But I think she'll make the transition fairly well. Uh, because, like I said, she's making that switch. And like she said herself, she's the GOAT, the greatest woman of all time. So uh, she's gonna make that. She's gonna take all that energy and effort that she puts into boxing and got what got her that far, and just transition into mixed martial arts. And I, I think she's gonna yeah. she's gonna fare really well. And I'm excited to see what how it turns out because, like you said, she's she's training with the likes of John Jones and the same team that John yeah. Jones trains with. Yeah, and I mean, you can have that doubt. Not you, obviously. I know you're not saying you have that doubt, but anybody that really has that doubt, I mean, it's fair. But, I mean, some of the best UFC fighters have come from wrestling backgrounds. We already mentioned Holly Holmes. Both Nick and Nate Diaz have wrestling backgrounds. Israel Adesanya started as a kickboxer, so it's not impossible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could say what you want about But they're about just talking it. about boxing, like making the transition from no, box. 100%, but at the same time, it's like... It is what it is. I mean, nobody's nobody in the UFC is going to be able to stand up with her due to that yeah. fact. Um, <laughs> so at that point, it's just going to come. It's just really going to come to all, all. It's going to come down to the, to you know, fighters that are capable of taking her down and what they can do while they have her down, or if her capabilities and you know stuffing takedowns and you know, or just even if she's on the ground managing. Yeah. You know how how well could she manage that? And like like you, you and I both said. When she has people around her like a John Jones, I'm not saying John Jones is training her. I mean, he's but when you're around the likes of a John it. Jones, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you have the likes of him around you, um, and you know the caliber of trainers that he has um, to your disposal, I have no doubt in her mind that she can work on that stuff. You know what I mean? Her 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 stand up game is already crisp. Um, that's I, everyone. That. Everyone is rooting you know for I mean? her. I mean, uh, I believe Conor McGregor even came out and. Was saying that she she's just she's gonna do well in MMA. Well, yeah. Well, he said he said specifically he said you know she's she's got the balls to do what a lot of her male counterparts aren't doing, and that's you know every all these MMA fighters are stepping into the boxing ring, 
but we have not seen one single boxer come back and fight in an octagon. Um, and, and she's doing. We've never that. seen one actively do both, because she she, yeah, she signed a, a multi-fight contract with whatever promotion she signed with. So, yeah, for her to actively be a, a MMA fighter and a professional boxer at the at a high level, that's pretty scary. Yeah, no, hundred percent, and that's why I said like credits to her. She's definitely doing, she's doing something that not a lot of people are are willing to do. So. I hope she does well. Well, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'll throw it in, and let's just get get it over with fast so we can jump into some boxing news. But UFC 263 is this weekend. For the the top three fights, predict a winner. I'm going to go one, each fight and just predict a winner. Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz. Uh, Leon Edwards. I'm going to go Leon Edwards as well. That's going to be a great yeah, fight. Yeah, I'm going to go Leon Edwards as well. Um Dev, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Davison, uh, Fi- Davison, Davison Figueroa. Figueroa and Brandon Moreno. Um, Figueroa. I'm going to go Moreno. I think Moreno won the first fight, so I think he's going to win the second fight. Uh, and in, in the draw, obviously, that's why they're fighting. But uh, And then Adesanya, yeah. uh, Vittori. Or, I'm sorry? Adesanya, oh, Adesanya Vittori. Oh, yeah, v- uh, man, this one's tough. It's so hard to go... It's so hard to pick against Adesanya, but Vittori looks really good right now. Uh, Adesanya, yeah, I'm not going to pick against him until he gives me a reason. V- Vittori, Vittori has gotten better since he fought Adesanya the first time. And mm-hmm. uh, Blakovich obviously showed you know flaws in Adesanya. Showed how to yeah, beat him. Yeah, yeah. And Vittori has similar game like game plan. Like he's, he's a big dude for the, the weight class, and I think he's going to try to do the same thing that Blakovich did. But I'm going to pick Adesanya. Um I think obviously the size of uh, Jan played a big difference. So, and with him back at middleweight, I don't think anyone's big enough to kind of take advantage of that. I was I, I was definitely going into this uh, uh, leaning towards picking Vittori because uh, I was kind of uh, when I was looking at the fight, I was like, I feel like he has a good shot to win. Um, but like I said, I, I just I'll pick Adesanya until uh, he gives me that that reason to not pick him, and that's really him losing. So if he until he loses, I'm not losing until he loses <laughs> at middleweight. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, so it looks like we have the same fighters except for that that flyweight championship fight. You have Figueroa and I have Moreno. So uh, stay tuned this weekend and see who ends up three and zero, and or if we end up undefeated at all. But uh, to move forward, I mean, we're going to be talking about a UFC fighter, but he's not fighting in the UFC or even in the in octagon. Tyron Woodley, it was announced fighting Jake Paul in a boxing exhibition, not even an exhibition, boxing fight, slated for August twenty eighth. How do, you, what do you, what were your initial feelings about this fight? Like, I I know you mentioned you know you don't even think Tyron Woodley's gonna even go in there and box him. You feel like he's gonna fucking slam him oh, on his no, neck. I think, <laughs> I'm not saying that I think that's what he'll do. I'm saying that if I'm Tyron Woodley, that's what I would do. <laughs> if I'm Tyron Woodley, I'm not throwing a single punch. I'm going to get in that ring. I'm picking him up, and I'm slamming him. That's if I'm Tyron Woodley. I think that Tyron Woodley will go in there and box him. I feel like if, um, I, if, if you're Woodley and you know you're losing the fight, just say fuck it and just slam him. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm slamming him. Beginning of the fight. I'm even Not even if if I'm losing, I'm slamming him. Um but with that being said, I mean, I think it's going to be a good fight. Um, 
it's definitely gonna be a better fight than that Logan Paul Mayweather fight due to the fact that I whoa, think whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, we're gonna get both... into that next. We're gonna get into that next. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. But <laughs> due to the fact that I mean these guys are kind of both uh, more amateur. Like obviously Tyron Woodley is a fighter. Um, he's more. He's way more a fighter than Jake Paul will ever be. Um, be you know he's capable of getting in the octagon, doing. It. He's a champion. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, we know his resume. Um, I have talked shit about him in the past, but I do like Tyron Woodley. Um, however, it's hard, it's hard to believe. I think this one. Will, <laughs> I think this one will be more interesting due to the fact that, like, due to the fact that um, Jake Paul. I mean, he's. I don't think he's a boxer. Like, I mean, he's a boxer. I'm not. He hasn't been all that impressive. This is the first real fighter we're seeing him against, and it's not. But it's not even a boxer. Or and even that's why like I, say a, I think a, it'll be a striker. Like. Like, yeah. Woodley is more of a striker than any opponent that he's uh, faced thus far, bless you. Um, but he's still not like a top-notch striker. Yeah, but he's not, a, he's not striker. a striker at all. Yeah. I mean, he never was a striker. He's never. That's not how he won. I mean, he definitely he has plenty of knockouts throughout his career. We've seen he has knockout power. The guy is fucking huge, but he's never been a striker. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not how he won his fights. That's not how he game-planned. You know what I mean? He went in there, and that's why I always kind of hated on him because – because of his game plan, he went on there and he mostly liked to lay on guys. And, Not, and what's crazy, what's crazy but, too is so it, he he's a bit he's big into like wrestling and and a big strong part point of his uh, game was his takedown defense. But in boxing, there's yeah. no takedown defense, so he better transition mm-hmm. that to putting his hands up because as of late he's he's been getting stunned because he he keeps his hands down. Um, obviously, it's different in. Uh, MMA because you gotta keep your hands down sometimes yeah. just in case guys try to shoot and try to take you down. Um, but with boxing, he better keep his hands up because uh, in his last fight, he he was winning the fight in my opinion. Uh, he was about to knock yeah. dude out, and then next thing you know, <laughs> the dude knocked him out. It was literally a change of events yeah. in a matter of uh, seconds or minutes. So I I think like you mentioned, this is the first fighter that Jake Paul has actually fought. Nate Robinson, yeah, he was an athlete. And he was a big name, and I guess that sold tickets and whatnot, made him money. But I, I that, that was never going to be a good one. Uh, when he announced Ben Askren, I already knew right away he was w- going to win uh, against Ben Askren just because Ben Askren's a ben wrestler. Ben Askren just wanted the picture. Yeah, well, yeah. Ben Askren's a wrestler, though. He was never a striker. Uh, he, like, he even mentioned, like, in the UFC, like, he's going to go straight for the shoot and try to take you down. He's not even bother trying to outstrike you. Uh, and it, it was pretty obvious that like, he's just it was it wasn't even close. So I'm excited for this fight. I hope Tyron Willie, you know, fucks him up because I think if anyone were to fuck him up out of anyone that he's fought thus far, Willie's the guy. But well, I, I, I feel like the yeah. way Willie's looked, he hasn't been the guy. Dana White even said it. He has he he's not the guy that he was uh, so many years ago, or not even so many years ago, like a few years ago. So there's a chance that he gets knocked out too, but I, I, yeah, I, I don't but see that's that. the thing though. That's the thing though. I feel like it's different as my you know setup keeps uh, getting ruined over here by me. I'm sabotaging myself. Um, I think <laughs> what I think is different is a lot of people think we're gonna get Ty- Tyron Woodley in the, from the octagon, and I actually don't think we're gonna get that same Tyron Woodley. I think he might actually have a newfound uh, 
uh, I think he might have like a newfound motivation and just wanting to beat the Pope out of Jake Paul. Well, he hates uh, him, and and the, I think yeah, I think he's gonna go through Jake Paul and try to fight that guy that was talking shit that it was in Jake's team or whatever. Yeah, Jake Paul's did. coach. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, and and that's why I say like I feel like he has this newfound motivation, in which I feel like he kind of lost in the UFC. But um, I also think.